Input. Output. Hi, this is Input Output, and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about work, namely how to look good on a Zoom call, and play, specifically the electric surfboard you need to know about right now. Tired of using your crappy webcam for all those Zoom calls? Then go high def using your DSLR camera instead. InputMag.com Guides Editor Evan Rogers recently wrote about how you can easily have the best looking video on your work call. Uh, Henriette and Nam, guys, just point the camera at you and just leave it be. <laughs> we're, we're not cut out for this. I thought this computer only did solitaire. We ruined the Zoom. No, no, guys, hey, don't cry. Wow. No one ruined the Zoom. We're all learning here, okay? Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. The cam link and other USB capture cards do exactly what the name implies. They capture video. These USB and sometimes PCI devices are usually used to capture video game footage from game consoles or to capture video for live streaming on platforms like Twitch, and sometimes both at the same time. But you can also use them to capture video from your DSLR and pipe that into Zoom. Thank you very much for joining me, Evan. My pleasure. Thank you. First off, as someone who's been on a Zoom call with you, I can attest to the quality of your image. It's, it's, it's beautiful. How, how did you achieve that? The first thing is just for our job in you know, reporting and that sort of thing. I just have a good camera on hand. I think that's, that a lot of people do. I think a lot of people just have a camera sort of sitting around somewhere. And essentially what I did was is I used the cam link which is a little USB dongle from Elgato, to essentially pipe the HDMI signal that comes out of the camera into my computer. And the Elgato sort of just makes it look to the computer like a webcam. So you don't even need to install any drivers. It just kind of works. You're making it sound very simple. Say you're someone like me who has like no technical expertise whatsoever. How easy would it be? Very easy. Essentially, you would need to maybe tweak some, some settings on your camera so that the camera outputs its video cleanly over HDMI. What that just means is, is that like, you know, sometimes on your camera, there are those interface elements that say like how much battery you have left or how many shots you have left. All you have to do is tweak a few settings on your camera, which should be easily findable on the web to turn off some of those interface elements. Then once you sort of have a clean display and you're outputting that over HDMI, be it on your Sony camera like I did, or you could use a Canon or a Fuji or a Panasonic camera. And they have actually, since the article has been published, come out with some utilities that you can use on your computer where all you have to do is connect it over USB. So actually, since the article has been published, it's actually become a lot easier and a lot more cameras are supported. So it seems like for somebody who's doing a lot of Zoom meetings, this would be a real power move. You know, you're coming in crystal clear and Hollywood high def while everyone else is blurry. Have you found it's improved your work life at all? Well, I would actually say no. I think it's oftentimes, if we're being totally honest, kind of a distraction because people can't really help but to remark how like incredible you look in comparison because webcams are just so bad in terms of quality. In the meetings that we've had together, like I'm using like a professional camera with a professional lens and it really it really looks like that. And then if you combine that with high quality audio, it just really it does really just become a distraction. Did you guys stop it already? Did you ever think that maybe there's more to life than being really, really, really ridiculously good looking? But 
you know, I also think that over time, this is not going to be something that's so rare. You know, remote work is still in the early phases of development. There's still so many businesses that aren't prepared to do remote working. But once we sort of get used to this as a work culture, I think that more and more people are going to either spend their own money to try and be a little bit more professional on Zoom calls, or their companies are going to provide them with some equipment. And, you know, I'm sure anyone who is listening to this that has worked in an office before has seen some of the more high-end video conferencing technology that has sort of appeared in conference rooms in the last five or so years. And I would expect that to filter down to people working from home as well eventually. So I think that right now, this is definitely like a Zoom time power move, but in the future, this is probably gonna be more and more normal. You can follow Evan on Twitter at Evan Rogers. Now on to today's second story. When it's in action, the Waydo Flyer 1, a $4,000 electric surfboard, looks something like a flying carpet. And the great thing is, you don't need any waves to ride it. With the Flyer 1, you can ride anytime, anywhere. The Flyer 1 is fast, quiet, and emission-free. Carve through the water at an incredible speed of up to 25 miles per hour. Enjoy your rides for up to 85 minutes long and fully recharge the PowerFlight cell battery in just two hours. The board, technically called an e-foil, should be available before summer's end. InputMag.com news editor Craig Wilson recently wrote about this thrilling device. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. Much like anyone who tells you an e-bike is cheating, likely hasn't ridden one. Claiming an e-foil or electric surfboard is cheating just means you haven't experienced the high-speed hijinks an electric motor can offer when it's stuck on something that traditionally hasn't had one. Waydo's Flyer 1 looks like someone made a surfboard into a lollipop, but nothing about it sucks. Thanks so much for joining the show again, Craig. Mark, always a delight to be here. So for the listeners out there who can't see this e-foil, can you explain what it looks like? Sure, it kind of looks like the front two-thirds of a surfboard that someone's gone and stuck a long skinny post beneath and then put a couple of fins and a small propeller on the bottom of that post. So it's a little bit like a a small aeroplane that has a surfboard on stilts attached to the top of it. And how does this thing work? So it's got a propeller on the back and a big electric motor uh, attached in turn to a high capacity lithium ion battery. And essentially the battery uh, powers the motor, that turns the propeller and it thrusts this thing forward. And just in the same way that the wings of an aircraft uh, give it lift and help pull it up into the air, on a hydrofoil, the wings help lift the bulk of the board out of the water. And really you're just riding on these two small wings and the propeller. So you're sort of elevated out of the water by a couple of feet. Get this feeling of weightlessness. Um, once you're up on the wing and you're on the wave, you feel like maybe like a pelican does when they're when they're riding waves. You're just above the water, but you're still able to feel the contours of the wave. And that, of course, reduces the drag, but also looks pretty out of this world. Yeah, it looks pretty cool looking at the videos, which you can see on InputMag.com. But it's also very pricey, more than $4,000. Why, at that price, do I need a Waydo? 
Well, the curious thing is, in this particular market, this e-foil segment, that's pretty new. They've only been around for a few years. The way to your selling point is actually that its $4,000 price tag makes it really affordable for the category. So the two biggest names in the category are Lyft and Flightboard, and both of their products retail for in excess of $12,000. So Waydo's real proposition is actually that it's less than half the going rate, but it offers, or promises at least, really, really similar kind of performance. As to why you need one, well, you know, I guess this is sort of aimed at those folk perhaps with a lake house or a beach house, maybe if you've uh, decamped to the summer home and you're lucky enough to have one of those and it's on a big body of water. I joked in the piece, of course, that I would love one for a, an unusual New York commute, perhaps if I lived a little closer to the water. But you know, this is absolutely a uh, luxury toy in the same sort of vein as a speedboat or a, I guess a, a, a rubber dinghy if they make very expensive rubber dinghies. So when will the way do you be available? So at the moment, it's a crowdfunding campaign that has absolutely blown past its target. Uh, its target was something ridiculously small, like $50,000. And so far, at, uh, at least as of today, at the very end of June, they've raised $1.3 million. So the actual fundraising initiative ends in the middle of July. And they're expecting to send out the first units in a couple of months thereafter. So you should get it around August, which should give you just enough time to get proficient before we run out of summer. You can follow Craig on Twitter at Craig Wilson, and I am at Mark Yarm. For more news from the world of technology and culture, visit InputMag.com. You can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today. New episodes of Input Output are released three times a week. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.